1: What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about the sexiest pizza out there. And, of course, I'm talking about sexy pizza that fuels us over at our DNVR tailgates before the Broncos games. And they've been in the community for 13. 15 years in Sexy Pizza is as local as it gets. It's as good as it gets. And, the guys, they do great things in community besides just having great pizza. They have their signature philanthropies, Pies, which a portion of every sale from these five specialty pies is donated to a range of different nonprofits right here in Colorado. And if you want them to sponsor an event you have, go to sexy.pizza.com and check out their About page to see the donation links and see how you can support all the causes that they do. And, of course, check out all of their locations here in Colorado. They've got four, one in Cap Hill, one on Old South Pearl, one in Jefferson Park, and one in Park Hill, or in Capitol Hill as well. So check them out over at Sexy Pizza. They've also got one coming in Trinidad soon. And, of course, you can grab the delicious pizza at any of our tailgates. All right, Arcane Mates, let's hop into the show.
2: Number one for the one and only. And come and join
3: we are live from studio a the a stands for about time some changes are made Hmm. but will they be made that's what we're going to talk about here in just a second but first want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor msu denver msu denver online is the best place to go if you're looking to get an online education Um, msu denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other colorado institution so Check them out, msudenver.edu slash online to see all of the different programs, 750 total classes, 45-plus online and hybrid programs. MSU Denver is the place to get an online education.
1: My boys, what's up? We feeling a little better today? Worse today? I think there's a little bit of both in Broncos country. Probably worse, honestly. But, mm. uh, I mean, right now, leaves are literally falling off the trees. Change is literally in the air right now. You
0: know what? Before the show... Ryan said something that actually makes me feel a little bit better and weirdly optimistic. He said <laughs> that Mercury was in retrograde, mm-hmm. but that ends today. I'm so glad That's everyone like, is on this. this the Broncos is so lost stupid. three games. Owen so 3 Mercury in retrograde. 0 <laughs> yeah. oh 3
3: in retrograde.
0: Was
1: it not and in retrograde oh. for the other teams?
3: Oh well, those teams don't matter. Oh, yeah. okay. Mercury's only Broncos. We're clinging to okay. something here. As someone said to me last night, they're like, "What about the other 31 other teams?" And I said, I'd, "I don't know. I'd have to read their tarot cards." Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. So anyway, we're I mean, at that point yeah. in the season, huh?
3: We are. We, we, we are Also, th- I had.
4: I know. I mean, they're totally so. different
3: things. Also, I had someone tweet at me like you aren't taking mercury and re- retrograde seriously enough this is not a joke and i was like i feel like i'm taking it the oh, most serious yeah the late George I think frontier
0: who owned the rams would not write checks or sign checks while mercury was in retrograde yeah. So how the players get paid, as you asked? I, That's what I'm telling someone the next time I owe them money. Oh, right, right.
3: <laughs> uh, Henry bought the tickets for the Broncos game last night. Yeah. Uh, Henry, sorry, I can't pay you. I, I actually only sign checks when it's in retrograde, so you'll have to wait. Oh, well, so you can pay him today? No, no, no. Next time. Oh, uh, yeah. next yeah. time. Okay, you get you get the Mercury bye week. Also, Henry, if you're listening, tell me how much I owe you. I've been trying to pay you all day. <laughs>
1: well, there you go. If if he doesn't ask, then
3: it's free. Oh, I, I don't want that. Oh. 'Cause you're That's my son. Yeah. I don't want to take oh, money wow. from. Him. Wow, you're oh. so kind. You're yes. so kind.
1: And you're in a good mood since Mercury is now in retrograde, whatever no, it's that means. Out of retrograde. Out of retrograde. Get it right, Zach.
3: Yeah. Um okay, so what we really wanted to talk about today is changes. Cause something's gotta change. Now, Zach, you have been banging this drum for weeks now that nothing's going to happen this week and mm-hmm. Uh, uh, despite some of our YouTube commenters not understanding that, I understand that. Uh, and it would have happened. It would be a disservice to whoever's staying around to make changes this week. I mean, any changes. You want to change the quarterback. That's not fair to Drew Locke. You want to change right. the coach. It's not fair to um, obvious replacement, Tom McMahon. Unless uh, the season's <laughs> over.
0: Jeff Fisher got replaced on a short week. Well, and how'd that go for him? Do you know? The Rams lost. Yeah, but their I'm season sure was a- Their season was over. They were like 4-9 at 3 yeah. and 3 when ch- if you do make changes they could still alter the outcome of the season then you don't do that. What I actually think is interesting guys is how we see in hockey, in baseball, in basketball, in soccer, we see teams make early season big changes personnel-wise, coaching-wise, etc., but it's not something we ever see in football. Usually with the exception of the Raiders this past week A coaching change comes only when you're done.
1: Yeah, and and I know this is different, but USC firing their head coach two games into the season, uh, it's at that point it's like, what the heck were you doing going into a season with him? And it would almost be – I guess there's a little difference with the Broncos now, though, because for – well, I guess right now it's only a three-game losing streak. There's still 500. That's why I think it's just
3: one more game and we could see something. Mm -hmm. To me, it's just – I completely agree with what you said about Clay Helton. So if someone's leash is that short, just fire them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if your birthday is coming up and you're saying like, my girlfriend doesn't nail this present, I'm going to break up with her. Like, just break up with it.
1: Well, at that point, though, don't you want the gift? And if it's bad, it's bad. <laughs> but if it's good, you get a good parting gift.
3: Um, one of my exes, um, <laughs> we broke up like shortly after a holiday and she a- she asked for the present she gave me back, she wanted to go return it.
1: Wow. I'm, I can't imagine you gave it back. Still use it to this day. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah,
0: <laughs> once you give the gift, it's gone. That's
3: yep, it. Yep, yep. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
0: It's 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 given. It's it's done. The only thing you return is like an engagement ring.
3: Oh, but that do I mean, you? Ret-
0: I mean, what's the etiquette on that?
3: What's the length? I'm now
0: in this territory. I need I, to know. I think just in Hopefully general, you need all, to know. symbolically, you always return the engagement ring.
3: Okay. So like if the wedding doesn't happen yes okay oh but if the wedding happens once the wedding happens that's your yeah, diamond that's, <laughs> it, that's, it, that's <laughs> it that's done so <laughs> do it do with it what you want well, that
0: point er, everything is joint right it's you know right. what's mine is so yours what's half. yours is mine yeah. you can like all take that. the
3: diamond put it in a necklace or something yeah yeah it's, yeah. Yeah. it's all done or you <laughs> take <laughs> the
0: diamond out
1: and you replace it with a fake diamond and give it back to him. oh yeah.
0: nice yeah. and nice. you just hope they can't tell although most people can
3: You you go to like the local pawn shop, (laughs) right? Have them do it. Sorry, TV shows about it. A couple hundred bucks.
0: Think like it's worth ten thousand. Nope, this is cubic zirconia. The best (laughs) we can do is
3: uh, one (laughs) fifty. Right, (laughs) that sounds good. All right. right. Um, Okay, so change is not going to happen this week. We're at peace with that. Um, (laughs) I don't know if a lot of people are. When I say we, I just mean (laughs) the three of us. It is what it is. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. All. Um, So let me ask you guys this: if the broncos lose on thursday i won't say win just quite yet until we know who's playing um what's the first change that happens is it do you think it's it's as drastic as the coach getting fired i personally don't or is it a staff change first yeah let's go one step below the
1: head coach and uh, i think vic has said enough that leads me to believe that he would go for pat Shermer. and the reason for that is guys if it's tom mcmahon Unless the special teams blows this game, then maybe it's Tom McMahon. But that would kind of go back to the Clay Helton, right? Like, what's actually changed mm-hmm. with Tom McMahon this year? Teflon Tom isn't going anywhere. Yeah, he, he's not going anywhere. And that's why I think the biggest move that he can make is Pat Shermer. And he's not firing Ed Donatel. So, boom. There's the other special there, – there's the other two coordinators. You
3: could do the, like – it's buddy, all buddy, him? handshake thing with mm. your friend at Donatel. Look, like, look. Save my job. Uh, it's a sinking ship. I gotta do something. Do you mind? You, you know, you're tired. We're tired. <laughs> you know, do you want to? You know, you want to take the rest of the year off? You know, go be I with mean, your kids. What if it
0: happens without kind of an out and out firing? Because back in '07, Mike Shanahan's next to last year, he took defensive play calling responsibilities from Jim Bates. Remember him? Yep and gave them to Bob Sloak, who then became the defensive coordinator the next year. So, I mean that's Wait, conf- what what position was Bob? Bob Sloak was coaching the secondary. And so he took
1: the the co- play calling away from the defensive coordinator. He gave it to the secondary. What did the defensive coordinator do?
0: Bates uh, he hung he hung around for the rest <laughs> of the year. <laughs> what is the point of that? Yeah, the point of know. that is so it that's doesn't him- is is basically not looking as bad, like a so. You, so he's doing some work to make the, the yeah. Baseball? And also, it's not a mid season fire. Like a mid season firing looks bad. Like Mike, oh, McCoy- it's
3: like a, f- a favor to yeah.
0: Mike McCoy hasn't mm. worked in the NFL. Oh, he like went back to back seasons getting mid season yeah, exactly. fired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that second mid season firing that was it. So that's the only like if, if they made a move, maybe. But I do think if you're gonna do that. It's kind of. It's probably best to do a clean, clean break. Here's my question. The obvious choice is Mike Shula.
3: So, has it ever gotten to a point where a coach had to do this symbolic, "I'm making changes," firing in mid-season, mid and then the coach survived? Because all the ones right. I can think is it was just a you know a precursor to their eventual firing.
0: Vance Joseph survived for a year. So he made after the Mike
3: McCoy, he, Billy Musgrave. Mus- but that, I mean, yeah. did did he really survive, or was it just like a? <laughs> well, we know
0: how close it came to John him had being a good sleep yes. for with him being out and Mike Shanahan yeah. being back in.
3: Maybe when John went to sleep that night. Mercury was in retrograde, but then he woke up and it wasn't, and Vance was saved. Wouldn't that be something? You <laughs> should look that up. Yeah, we should go check the timeline on that.
0: I mean, I'll ne- I, I know you guys were covering the team. I'll never forget that day because I was on – because the stuff about Vance Joseph being in peril, it was break – remember it broke that morning? Yeah. Yep. And I was actually on the air on a on, KLA, on the early pregame show uh, talking, and I, and you could have knocked me over with a feather. If you told me that Vance Joseph was going to have the job at the end of the day, right? Because I, again, yeah, these yeah. are these things right. always,
3: yep. um, are, are happen before someone gets fired. Right. It,
1: it, it's the first step in the coach really
0: realizing yeah. that he's done. Is when you start firing coordinators. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, I got to do this to because the next one is me. Right. But I make this change and maybe it works out. Yep. Change change the staff and then of course you have someone like Mike Munchak, who was not willing. To changed his staff in Tennessee, and then they said, okay, fine, well, then you're out. And it's My also Gary an,
3: Kubiak. And it's also an acknowledgment that you screwed up, right? Right. When you yeah. start firing coordinators because those are your hires. And also,
1: now, I guess Tom McMahon wasn't his hire. Ed Donatel, certainly his hire. Mm-hmm. And Pat Shermer, oh, that yeah. was his hire. That's why the Rich Scangarello wasn't really held against Vic, and that's why when he was fired, it wasn't the biggest shock to us even though we didn't necessarily agree with it. But it wasn't a shock because we knew how clear that was coming from John Elway that he's going to be our offensive coordinator. He wanted a
0: specific style Mm -hmm. of offense that Rich Gangarello ran. Yep. And then, you know, he kind of got foisted on Vic. Because remember, the day Vic was hired, everything was point toward Kubiak coming back as the OC.
3: Yes. How about that? Wow. By the way, while we're on this sort of topic – I just want to put, put this one out right now. It's kind of like when we have to say, like, Peyton Manning's not going to be the coach. Um, Vic Fangio will not be the defensive oh, coordinator. Oh, yes. Very I, important. I, I get that one in my mentions <laughs> a couple times a week. Bring in an offensive-minded head coach and make Vic the D.C. No. Also, no. going to be honest here, I don't even want him as the D.C.
1: I was thinking about that and how Vic will probably be scooped up right away as a defensive coordinator, but if I were to go on a radio show for that, that city and talk about Vic what good you point to the Bears right exactly it wouldn't be about the time here it would be uh, he was given everything and the defense significantly underperformed year after year now last year
3: tons of injuries this year there's some injuries the injuries are starting to pile up this year I think that that has to be acknowledged but eventually like that just becomes an excuse
1: Well, and and so you look at the times they're healthy the first couple of games of this
3: year well it was against you know really poor competition
1: but then you look at Vic's first year the four games mm. with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, historically terrible start in terms mm. of getting after the quarterback and sacks and turnovers. And they so, were 0-4. Yeah. I mean, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, tough.
3: It's you. If you were in that city, you point to well, the last time he was a defensive coordinator. Right. You yes. go past head coach, and you coach. just say maybe he was in yeah. over his head as a head coach. And then you bring on one of us, and we say yes, he was definitely in over his right. head. coach. It's probably a team like I, Cleveland that
0: would hire him. Interestingly enough, because Joe, Joe Woods, Woods out. is. Well, Cleveland's oh defense gosh. is clearly struggling, right?
3: Yeah, I you, thought you
1: were gonna say head, he was gonna get a head coach job. No, I'm saying no. like I'm <laughs> saying if Cleveland's defense
0: isn't turning around, yeah. they might move on from Joe Woods. And it's a team that obviously has a lot of other pieces. Would it surprise you at all if Vic Fangio were available after the season and the Browns brought Fangio in? No, that's the kind of hire that make a lot of sense.
1: You think Joe Woods goes and coaches Vance's defense wherever Vance
0: is? So Vance is back <laughs> as a head coach because. He, he got went, the buzz. He, he, he got, got the Rappaport yep, tweet. Yep, he's Aww. getting the buzz. Man, all, all the ex Broncos down there—Jeff Rogers and yeah. Vance Joseph were basically the co-coaches yesterday. Rogers was special teams coordinator under John Fox, and Sean Kugler was helping with the offensive play calling, and he was the O-line coach back in twenty seven or
3: 2018.
0: Yep, stuff
3: <laughs> absolutely wild. <laughs> to me, what does this say? All that matters is who the quarterback is. But yeah. unfortunately, when you're a defensive head coach yep. and your defense also isn't good, you don't get to blame the quarterback.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because your, your defense is now, guys, in the past three games, the losing streak, they're averaging giving up 28 points per game. Ugh. 28. Yeah, that's horrible. It's horrifying. And so, guys, my question to you is, do you think that Pat Shermer would be fired on this Friday? If the Broncos don't get the win, do you think it could be all the way up to Vic, or do you think we need to look at the quarterback position?
3: To me, the answer to that—it's not—I mean, it shouldn't be Vic. Or maybe I shouldn't say shouldn't. It's very unlikely. I agree. Would it be mm-hmm. Vic? Um, especially because again, you're one game under five hundred, yep. um, mm-hmm. and so that's all—that's just a, a an easy defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that all depends on does George Payton see a Canada on the staff. Does he like Mike Munchak? I don't know what their relationship is going back. To be honest, Lloyd Cushenberry still doesn't look that great. Yeah. Garrett Bowles looks like he's regressed from last season. Uh, Dalton Reisner has not improved over the last two seasons. So, mm-hmm. uh, as much as we love Munch, it's, it hasn't been all, you know, uh, sunshine and rainbows from his post either. Right. Um, so does is there someone on the staff that George Payton says, Hey, I gotta get a look at this guy, then maybe there's an in season firing. If not, bar none it won't happen. Um so to me it it probably is gonna be Shermer. Um and mm-hmm. he'll deserve it. Um and then it in my opinion, nothing's gonna get any better and at the end of this year, uh Fangio will will go with them.
0: There'll be Fangio going with him, and they'll probably be moving on to another quarterback next year, a quarterback who's not on the roster right now.
3: Yep. And
1: the yep. reason the the reason why I, I agree with you guys about it not being Vic this time around is George Payton doesn't need to make a move to save his job. His job yeah. is totally safe, and if he gets fired, well, I'm sure he'll be semi-happy with the, the payout he's going to yeah. get, but he doesn't need to save his job. So there's no reason for him to make a huge move. This year, maybe if things go drastically wrong by the bye week or three or four weeks left, then he makes a move just to save a little bit of face. But the reason Vic would make a move and and fire Pat Shermer is to say, I have to get this thing turned around. Now we're three and four on a four game losing streak. I'm losing the locker room. And if I don't get this turned around... I'm going to lose, so I have to start doing drastic things, and that's why I think that if the offense struggles this week and they lose to a Browns team, which guys seems like they're going to be decimated going into this game, as well as being one and two in their past three games, mm-hmm. they're not the hot team in the NFL either.
0: They're not stopping anybody right now. Exactly that's, on and the defensive you- end, they're getting see- they're getting besieged. The problem is, of course, look at the quarterbacks that are dicing them up. It's you know, right. it's Justin Herbert, right. it's Kyler Murray, it's right. two legit MVP candidates. Teddy Bridgewater, across the board, average to lower mid-tier at yeah. this
1: point. And, and then so you look at, at who they've had success against. Well, they've had success against Washington. Uh, They've had success against another team where they held both of those teams to mm-hmm. seven points and six points. If the Broncos are in that category, you have to make a move to save your yeah. job. And why I think it would be the coach, why they why he'd go for Schirmer instead of, let's say, turning to Drew Locke is, well, I don't think Vic Fangio believes that Drew Locke gives him the best chance to win right now. Uh, and even if Teddy struggles again on Thursday night, he's going to say, boy, Teddy doesn't look good, but he's still better than Drew. And so even with fans wanting to see something different, and I totally understand why fans want to see something different, Vic Fangio just does not believe that gives him the best well, shot. Well,
0: he said two things in the last 24 hours that basically said he doesn't believe Teddy's the problem. Number one, when he was asked about the turnovers, he's pointing to game situation yesterday after the game. And then today, what was the quote that he said? about? He said, he said I, he ble- out,
1: I believe in Teddy's ability to
3: lead the offense. There you go. Yeah. Teddy's it, his guy. Yep, yep. And finally, there's no, like, Alexander Johnson, Mike Purcell button to press. Remember, mm-hmm. you know, of course, after they go 0-4, mm-hmm. they bring in Mike Purcell and Alexander Johnson, right, and yeah. that changes the defense. I don't <laughs> think that button is out there. The one thing that could change sometime soon that could make a big impact But it'll unfortunately be too late. Is Jerry Judy coming back into the lineup?
1: Yeah. Mm, And today, although, Ryan, you'll like what Vic said today. Vic said it's less than a 50% chance that Judy plays today.
3: If it's less than 50, it's zero. It uh, should be. They should not rush this at all. We are going to do a lot of questions today, but we do have some super chats here that I want to get to right now. Um, so let's hit these real quick. For Max Power, we're getting super chats in Euros, boys. Ooh. Why not wide receiver Zach Aza- wide receiver coach Zach Azani for OC? Is that
0: a, That's a pound,
3: isn't it? Oh, is that a pound? That's an English pound.
0: <laughs> it's not a Sorry. dollar. You knew Sorry. that.
1: <laughs> I mean, definitely
3: not a dollar. Um, so
1: is that worth more than two? It's worth more than two dollars. It looks
3: like an yes, e, isn't but I don't that an think. E?
0: <laughs> kind of like, but an e. But the e isn't it like the e is an actual with, with e with a couple dashes. Of dashes yeah, in e. you're yeah. right. You're, I mean, yeah, of course you are. But <laughs> <laughs>
3: well,
0: if there's one thing I know, it's English currency. <laughs> uh, that's true. Brigades, <laughs> right? Um, why not Azani? I think it, I think he would be possible if they made a move, but it would can, be just okay. Five games at the end of the year. Can I All ask right, about what, uh, what
3: I believe is a better question. What? Why Azani? Why I, would it be him? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, he's
0: regarded he's regarded well around the league, and he's kind of considered a a hot young assistant.
3: But has he ever been an offensive coordinator anywhere?
0: think he was a co-offensive coordinator, but not with play-calling responsibilities so, at so one of his college stops.
3: That's a really hard thing to put uh, on yeah. someone in the middle of a season, right. in and my that, opinion. That's
1: exactly why I was going to say why not, Zach Azani, is because y- you're only doing that if, let's say, you make him head coach after firing Vic mm. midseason, and then you give him play-calling responsibilities. You may do that because that may be the one Even that that is that too that much George, to ask. Oh, it, it is, but mm. that may be the one that George Payton says, this guy could be my, my – offensive coordinator of the future or head coach of the future let's see but you if vic fangio is firing pat Shermer, he is not then hiring an inexperienced guy who has no experience doing that he's not doing that that's about the riskiest thing vic could do and he wants the safe route that's why it would be it's it would gonna be Mike, be Mike show Mike yes it will exactly. be Mike. which is could very well just
3: be more of the same yeah I mean those two kind of came in as a package deal. Yep, exactly. The
0: one thing we know about Mike Shua, now he probably It's like can't firing Vic Fangio yeah. and making Ed Donatello right, right defensive I mean, I, coordinator. I, I, I wish Mike Shua had at least something different stylistically in the quarterback room because Mike Shula did a lot of really interesting things with Cam Newton That's
3: back It's funny in the
1: day. you say Cam Newton. He's available. You can make Mike like, Shula the OC and bring Cam
0: in. But your problem is you're getting 2021 Cam, Cam, Cam no. Newton, not 2015 Cam Cam
3: will Newton. say no. He's not yeah. coming to a, a team with a losing record. Cam, and he's just taking too much of a beating, that yeah. guy.
0: He's He was spectacular. He wants, in. And he, I know. He wants back in. He if... was spectacular several years yes. ago, but he's, he's just too beat up at this point.
3: I'm not going to put a jinx on any team, but if a team that is contending right now lost their starting quarterback and didn't like their backup and thought that he was a fit for their offense, that's where he would go. Say at. the team you're thinking of. I'm not Just gonna throw say it the I jinx will not say it. it. <laughs> I'm not saying that team. Is uh, it is it it's in a not, hot, uh, hot, weather? We're not talking about it. Next super chat. Uh, from Sean. Yeah. Can Vic be fired already? I don't see us beating an injured Browns team. I'm tired of seeing Vic's confused, constipated looking face oh on the gosh. sidelines. The, co- the confused, man, nothing gets fans more mad than the coach n- looking confused. Yeah, Vance Joseph, I yep. mean, he
1: looked confused and fans did not like it. You, that may be the thing in the hiring process yeah. it, is, is you, you tell the coach, okay, third and 12. Can you look like really t- like <laughs> yeah. just focused and <laughs> dialed in at all times?
0: Oh, Confused, get out of here. <laughs> I mean, how is it that, I mean, it's just a look, and I don't want to put too much on a look. But how is it that Rich Bisaccia looks more composed? I was telling you, he was composed. looking
1: at Rich Bisaccia
3: yesterday. Well, I
0: I was curious because the Raiders are a potential playoff team yep. if Bisaccia can be a halfway decent head coach. Yep. He looked apart yesterday.
3: He looked apart. He not, sounded well-versed so, in his press conference and, afterwards. And you didn't,
0: you didn't see any chaos on the sideline either. You know, sometimes with the Broncos over the years, we've seen things look. a little... There's been some disorganization at times. It literally Going happened yesterday. Yes,
1: with I, with Noah Fant when when he was complaining mm-hmm. about not getting his foot inbounds, mm-hmm. he was on the field Justin, along with like I six Justin of his Justin teammates. It at his we're, hands yeah. we're, on, we're on the field. They would have got a flag if they didn't throw the challenge flag.
0: None of that from the Raiders. By yeah. the way,
3: yeah, I have a conspiracy. Ooh. Ooh, did you notice how late Vic threw the challenge flag on the rugs play?
1: It was. It, didn't they almost snap the ball or something? They, they
3: actually had. I think if they reviewed it, they would have determined that the ball had already been snapped. I don't know yeah, if that's something that right, they review. Right. Yeah, they
0: didn't. They, they didn't have a, a replay quickly enough. Right on the broadcast, and they. It was basically okay. We have to take a shot, even though. We don't know if there's a replay helping us. It's such a high leverage play. Like that challenge is actually more defensible than
3: the Noah Fank challenge. See okay, because so the Noah
0: you could see initially that the foot was on the line.
3: You're derailing my conspiracy. Sorry. <laughs> my conspiracy is no. I, I thought Vic <laughs> purposely threw it like a little bit late uh, so he could then later like i thought they were going to let the play run yeah, and then he could yeah. later be like i tried to challenge it but <laughs> they didn't stop the play because yeah. he, he wasn't confident and yeah. of course yeah. he wasn't confident because yeah. there was nothing to challenge yeah he was waiting for
0: somebody upstairs to say okay this is the angle challenge it and but they, it never there's came no... on the broadcast okay. okay so i know i know what you're getting at but there's a logical explanation
3: that probably you Wait, if you don't have team. any information that mm-hmm. says you should challenge it. Don't challenge
1: it. Wait, you the there's not a replay booth that teams have access to that's different than They're watching like uh, up in there's the There's mo- got to be something no, different.
3: In the
0: when whoever's in charge of it is usually up in the coach's booth. Those monitors, they are on the game broadcast. Or they're on the, the game, or they're years. on the wow. stadium video broadcast. There isn't a special feed for the coaches in the booth.
1: Well, then, uh, then the stadium has to be better, too, with getting those yes, up when it's exactly. a home team. And on top of that, Ryan, you'll get a kick out of this. Mace and I were <laughs> freaking out about it yesterday. During that Noah <laughs> Fant touchdown, when they were reviewing it on the big board, they had a little <laughs> thing on Sport, on like the bottom bug, that said bug. like Broncos Challenge or something, and it was covering Noah's foot the whole time. Oh, so you no, I
3: was at the see. game. Oh, I yeah, saw you were this. at the game. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. We're <laughs> just
0: like, what? Get that thing off.
3: <laughs> do <you> do? <laughs> I was screaming the same thing and actually... Um Henry's girlfriend was, was saying the same thing. She's yeah. like, you can't see it because of that stupid graphic.
1: <laughs> and that's it. You should do that when the Raiders are challenging. How funny would that be? You just have a graphic like right
3: where it should be. It should say censored. <laughs> right.
0: Yes. Yeah, it would be so oh, funny. My gosh.
3: They put like the blurry like middle finger thing yeah. <laughs> on it.
0: So if you guys were angry and, and Zach and I were flustered, I mean, probably what? Five or 10,000 people in the stadium probably had the same reaction, at least watching that.
3: Unbelievable. All right, (laughs) next super chat. Uh, Again from Sean. Biggest L this weekend was having Kyle Shanahan here at Mile High, but not as the coach, um, but here for his father. Kyle would have turned this team around. God, I wish I could get on board with this. Um, I really like Kyle Shanahan. I think he's a cool dude, and I love the way he calls plays. But there's so little evidence to say that he's a good head
1: coach. There really is, yeah. I mean, he has a losing record still. He's had one great season when they came up short in the Super Bowl. So technically, that doesn't buy him the five extra years yeah, uh, be, because he didn't get that. And uh, he's had good quarterback play. I mean, now he's had he's had injuries, um, but he's been given resources at the quarterback position.
0: He has now. That being said, his thing of always elevating the quarterback one level above their natural level is probably accurate. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy G isn't. Is a lower mid tier to mid tier quarterback that's played one level up for a lot of the time under Kyle Shanahan. Nick Mullins is a fringe guy who shouldn't be in the NFL who is serviceable for Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I so mean, some of that, the quarterback plays because Kyle, as a teacher of the position, is exceptional.
3: He also, yeah. I mean, but they also, you know, got Nick Bosa and he went crazy that season. Yeah. Um, and again, you can't take that stuff away from them. I would just like, I think that Kyle would have done better than the two guys that they've, they've gotten. But I just can't say, like, oh, he would have been the savior because yeah. he hasn't been the savior in San Francisco.
0: Would you have been okay with Kirk Cousins being your quarterback? Because it's probably better than anything the they've had. Probably the would he, would have, been your, yeah. he probably would have been your quarterback by 2018 if Kyle Shanahan is the higher in 2018. I mean, I, don't,
3: like, I just don't love that combination. That doesn't get yeah. me excited. Yeah. It would be better than what they've had.
0: It would be, what, Derek Carr-Light?
1: In terms of, like, the success you could hope for and the type of player you have, I yeah. would rather have Derek Carr than Kirk Cousins. I still probably. can't
3: believe Derek Carr just dunked on the Broncos yesterday. Like, 341 the, the Broncos could not stop the run in the second half once Alexander well, Johnson went out. And they and Derek Carr was like, yeah, we could run the ball, <laughs> but that's not as fun. It, I just like throwing it, it, it up and a, watching uh, my receivers embarrass flipped you guys. Greg their script.
0: Yeah. They went from run to set the pass to pass to set the run. Yeah. Yeah. And... And and lo and behold, it opened up their offense. I mean, if now everyone people are going to plan for that, but if Greg Olson is nimble enough to kind of throw curveballs and say, "Okay, we're going to try to run first, and then we're going to use that step to step the pass," they'll continue to have the kind of success they had yesterday.
3: All right, a big super chat here from DTL. We appreciate this one. Uh, Nice. Hey guys. So the first year uh, it was we were too safe. The second year it was we were too reckless. What's it going to be this time? Just man up. And accept responsibility. Are we talking about Vic?
1: I'm. I'm not sure. But uh, today, when Vic talked, he's and it's really pissing a lot of fans off. He's really putting this on players first and then coaches. What a terrible in, look! In in multiple answers when talking about why things were breaking down, uh, he pointed to players are we're putting them in the right spot and they're just not executing. They're getting there late. And then he did after that, he said, so that's, you know, players need to execute better, but if they're still not able to execute, that eventually does fall fall back on the coaches. So he is taking some responsibility, but in in multiple answers today, correct correct me if I I took it wrong, but I took it as, yeah, we're putting the players in in the positions that we think are right. They're not doing it. And because they're not doing it now, we need to change He mentioned that with a
0: secondary on the uh, the first touchdown that they gave up to rugs and, He's Man, right. Want, He's actually right. He's right. But but he shouldn't he, say he, it. Right. You know. Right, right. At least yesterday that, he was. That's, that's how you all, lose yeah. the the yeah. locker room. Exactly. Joe Gibbs always had the philosophy that you praise in public, yes. in private is that's where you 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 make the corrective teaching. Didn't Teddy but Bridgewater you never say do that yeah. in public <laughs> yesterday. Literally yesterday, Teddy yeah. said, "When
3: we lose, it's my fault. When we win, it's my yeah. teammates' fault." Yep. That's why exactly. Teddy would probably
0: be a very good coach in this league. Uh, I would because love, he absolutely gets that how does
3: how does the coach get that how does the quarterback get that and the coach doesn't when the coach has been in the in football for 50 years
1: oh because they that that sign isn't in his uh in his office Ryan the sign that's in his office is uh worry later work now
3: close enough (laughs) um
0: I just he needs a Ted Lasso sign so (laughs) yesterday
3: (laughs) to me yesterday was the first one I really point to the players and and again I yeah I wish I could have the view I had I basically just had the all 22 view the whole game it was Mm -hmm. amazing um (laughs) And the players were in the right position, and they didn't make the plays. I didn't. I haven't felt that way in other games as right. much as I felt <laughs> like Ronald Derby, Justin Simmons, um, Bryce Callahan. Someone like just make a someone make a play. Mm-hmm. I forget who it was. I think it was Malik Reed who should have had a sack, and then somehow Derek Carr ends up throwing sidearm and almost connecting with Hunter Renfro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like someone just. What are you guys doing? Just finish finish a play one of these times.
1: It really looks like they, the, the players, the way they've played these past couple of games, especially yesterday, like they're one of the five uh, least paid defenses yeah. in the NFL, not the
3: highest. And game. I just felt like the Raiders, like this is like a cliche, but I just felt like they wanted it more yesterday. They, they
0: did. I mean, I think kind of it's one play, but kind of it symbolizes everything was on the deep ball to Cortland Sutton. He kind of pulls up on the route. And then it gets picked off, and he just kind of does is. a side swipe. It swiping, just steps to the sideline. He wants no part of it. And I know yeah. that's how the he human, got hurt last right, year. Right, I get the human nature part of it, but here's the thing: if that's how you're feeling why are you out there no and but it, i
3: just it, think it, he's like no way am i getting hurt again chasing right. down someone on the internet but that's
0: how but it's a little that that's de- now that's death by anxious because if you have guys kind of taking a bit off of of their effort i mean could you i, I think back to myself to, all right what if a receiver had done that and rod smith were in that receiver room? yeah that guy would lose his hearing in one ear because rod would chew would chew mm-hmm. him out so loudly
3: I, I the film get is way it's worse than awful. I even remembered it. Yeah. The, he, I mean not only does Cortland not attempt to make the play he just leaves the field. Yep. Yeah. He just jog he like just goes yeah. off to the sideline. And again and the
0: effort from the I rest of the guys time, on that play wasn't great oh, either.
3: I, like I, I yeah. told the story on the show yesterday. Allie literally said in like the funniest voice she just goes are they gonna tackle him? Because <laughs> he's just yeah. like jogging up the sidelines. Yeah. No one's really putting up much of an effort. I couldn't. Be- I I couldn't believe what I was watching. But
4: I was shocked. Yeah. I was like, "What is? What is happening? <laughs> Show yeah. some effort. Show something. Yeah. You're t- like, you can't in football. You can't. Like, no."
3: But Cortland, that was embarrassing. Cortland, I actually I I understand it. I just wish he was a better actor. Just act like you're trying. Mm. I don't need you to uh, yeah to go hurt yourself again.
0: Film, the film session is going to be bad for him yeah. tomorrow.
3: I mean, After I've never that. seen anything like it. <laughs> <laughs> just walked off the field. Um, and that's a captain. Hey, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll admit yeah. that that
0: kind of on a visceral level, I'm like, it's one of your captains, right? What's right. going on? we yeah, got a million brutal. questions to get to today. Yeah. <laughs> we still have a PC super yeah. chat, so
3: let's get these two. Uh, from ENB, narrative that the O line let Teddy down is a cop out. Even with clean pockets, he underthrew, completely missed, or just held on too long. No urgency. It's a, it's a combination. Yeah.
1: It, it, yeah. I mean, it. Teddy absolutely has tons of blame yesterday. The offensive mm-hmm. line has tons of blame. Not just for yesterday. They have been bad this entire season. And guys, 17 hits. That's on the offensive line. That's on Teddy. That's on the right. That's
0: on everyone. That is awful. And it, yeah, it's it's on everybody, and I would say it also includes the receivers, because some of it is, Teddy, as he said yesterday, he's trying to give guys time to get open, and they're not getting enough separation.
3: I just remember I told you yesterday basis. I had three main takeaways from what I saw from my seats. I yep. just remembered what the third one was. Good timing. Um, there was a, a moderate wind. I would call it, like, it was light. It was a light to moderate wind, and... I thought it was affecting Teddy's uh, deep balls, and mm-hmm. that to me is the first time we're kind of seeing the arm strength uh, for Teddy pop up a little bit because you know wind obviously affects the game. But on the one that he overthrew to Cortland, felt like there was a little wind at the back, and the one that he severely underthrew to Tim Patrick, I, there was a little bit of wind in their face, mm-hmm. and that I mean that was a that was maybe like ten miles per hour. I don't know. What but, do you
0: think? When I was I asked. Vic about if Teddy could do more on the deep balls today, and he said, "Well, it's it's both guys. A couple of inches is both guys, right? Like the receiver and Teddy." There's just the, no doubt. But Teddy did not have enough sauce, hot sauce on the ball. He didn't. Right. And he, he didn't.
3: Even well, the one he he that did Courtland on Cortland. Said, and, and, yeah, and
1: the, right. That, little, that, oh, it
3: should have been a walk-in touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Right, a
1: little too much. Um, and then the even the one that hit Cortland in the hands and Cortland dropped. Was short. Was way short. Yeah. Uh, Teddy. Teddy
3: didn't get it there. Why am I? For, why am I missing that one? It was, what, late, it, it was back. late. in the game. Yeah. He
0: had to come back and get it, but there was a defender right there. Like that got
3: it. There it, was a. Oh, one and he he like went up to get it, yeah. and then it got knocked out. It
1: no. It literally hit his hand. Went through his hands. Mm-hmm. Hit his oh. chest. I mean. Okay.
3: I don't. Rem- to me, it was a, a big time. I don't, I don't. I don't know why I don't remember the play. Uh, all right, last super chat here.
4: So this is. Um, A common theme in the comments is feeling like Teddy isn't getting the same blame as Drew Locke. Um, He's getting excuses after excuses, and and a lot of people in the comments are frustrated. Um, This is one of the super chats. So
3: So, collection connection. TB gets excuse after excuse. Locke gets slammed in his first year, and TB coddled in his seventh. Coaching's biggest mistake is starting TB. Hashtag Drew Locke is better.
1: (laughs) Did we forget the past d- – two weeks ago?
3: I I, I just don't – I don't understand what we're basing that off of. Um, Drew Locke, for me, all along was your start – if you go with Drew Locke, you're hoping that his development allows him to eventually be better than Teddy. He wasn't – he he wasn't better than Teddy now. Um, and I don't think that there's that many – like, I guess – here's what I will say. If Drew – if Drew Locke was the starting quarterback yesterday – and there were four uh, turnovers and the Broncos' lost. he would be taking a lot more of a beating today than Teddy Bridgewater is. But I think a lot of people have just moved on, mm-hmm. and they're ready to get rid of the coaching staff. You know, So it's yeah. like, forget Drew, forget Teddy. It's on Vic and Pat Shermer. Let's get rid of them.
0: Well, the other thing also, the pressure that's on the quarterbacks right now, the thing that concerns me and why I don't think this would be any better with Drew Locke is last year Drew Locke had a 26.2 rating when pressured. And the one thing we saw this summer in camp, the joint practices with the Vikings, is that he still struggles when he's pressured. When he's got a clean pocket, great. But you're not operating with a clean pocket very often right now with the protection that you're getting up front. So I I, I really don't think this would be any better with Drew Locke. Now that being said, if this thing continues to spiral, you have to play Drew. Lowe. Oh yeah, you should. You have to just to say, okay, let's give him a few weeks and see what he, let's let's see what the kid has. But that won't yeah. come until
1: either Vic is fired yeah. or the season is way out of control. <clears throat> and like, it's not going to happen this week or even next week if the Broncos are three and four. That Vic Fangio is not going to make that move. And so, to answer the question, co- co- collective or yeah. collection connection is. Teddy's also built up a lot of goodwill yeah. uh, with his play. Going into yesterday, he had 7 touch touchdowns and one interception. That you will take. That will will You'll <laughs> take 10 to 4, which yes, is what it is now. Exactly. Pays for 28 to 11. Exactly. So ha- was yesterday a terrible game for him? Absolutely it was but we knew that they were never going to have a one game leash for teddy
0: bridgewater.
3: And when I talk about the wind, I'm t- saying that as a knock on teddy. Now as an yeah. excuse for him. Right, I'm saying right. he can't put he can't drive the ball well enough to get it through that. And Pete yeah.
0: Manning couldn't either at times. Yeah. That's the thing. When you you know, I think it was Dan Fouts explained it best that when you throw a little bit of a flutter ball, and Dan Fouts, Hall of Famer, f- threw a flutter ball, right? and you have a cold day or just a windy day, and it's going to kind of turn over. But if you throw tight spirals, and Drew does throw tighter spirals with more velocity on it, it's going to cut through the breeze. Right, right. What's the weather going to be in Cleveland on Thursday? I think we should check that. It's right there on the shore of Lake Erie where things can get a little bit nasty.
1: Oh, that's rough. And when you look that up, Mace, here's another thing about this. It's the defense that's really let them down the past three games, and this team was built on elite defense and average quarterback play to get the offense average. Right now, Teddy's throwing 70% completion. He's throwing for 252 yards per game, 101 passer rating, and a 52 QBR. Guys, that's that's about as as average in a good way as you can get. So, collectively, Teddy is doing his job, and yesterday was terrible.
0: Yes. 16 miles an hour, and there's rain in the forecast until about 5 o'clock Eastern time on Thursday, but that's looking at it now often those right. you know that window can change but it's all day on Thursday it's looking like a pretty windy, windy day <laughs> 12 to 17 miles an hour of wind in Cleveland better get Javante uh, rolling uh, Case Keenum doesn't have a very <laughs> strong arm either
3: if uh, you're gonna be He's playing, not him and, playing and
1: maybe Baker is I know the injuries to his left arm but maybe that'll just make his right arm a little weaker.
3: Well, they don't he doesn't have to worry about getting hit so he can play <sighs> it's true it's True.
0: Baker's going out there unless the arm is falling out of the socket. Yeah.
1: Here's uh he, here's a, a quote or a tweet yesterday from Vic Tarfer, the Oakland Ra- or Las Vegas Raiders beat guy. Yeah, Tafer, I believe. Tafer okay. Athletic, yeah. uh, he said uh, he's picked the Raiders yesterday because the Broncos pass rush and secondary are overrated and Carr is a lot better than Bridgewater and that's just the honest truth right across the board (laughs) and it it hurts and maybe the one that that hurts the most isn't that car is better than bridgewater i mean that's not a shock to anyone but the broncos pass rush and secondary are overrated Mm -hmm. and it has been outside of them playing rookie quarterbacks
3: they've been shredded and that that to me is the biggest going to be the biggest nail in vic fangio's coffin is your not only did you get to sign one of your favorite players from the last time you had a successful or, you know, an elite defense, but you also drafted another guy on top of it. So you just got investment on investment, on investment. You brought back Kareem Jackson. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a dream scenario for you. Yeah. And n- not only are you not intimidating teams, you're losing the games Yep. on that side of the ball.
1: Yep.
2: Yep. It's not all of them,
3: but... You can definitely place yesterday on the defense. They lost the game yesterday. Yep, yep, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right, let's um, get to a bunch more questions here uh, in a second. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. I think everyone could go for a beer. Um, It's just one of those days. Everyone crack open a beer. We'll all relax a little bit um and breckenridge is the best place to get them like i said yesterday i was uh, i was enjoying some breck lagers yesterday yes. uh it, it's such an underrated um part of the breck family there's so many different great beers from them and um i can't recommend them enough so you can come down to the dnvr bar we got eight of them on tap here or you can go to your local liquor store or check it out the Breck Brew Locator to find where the nearest Breck Brews are to you.
1: Yes, and if you want a job, you gotta check out our friends over at Ball. I'm talking about the aerospace engineering company. I'm talking about the company that made over a hundred and one billion sustainable aluminum cans last year. And I'm talking about the company that's name is on the stadium of where the Nuggets and Avs play. I'm talking about that ball. And that ball wants to hire you. They're adding to their 400-person plant here in town at Golden to continue to do things the right way because that's what they do over at ball and one of the things they do right is they treat their employees right uh so make sure if you want a good job check them out go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden or you can text golden g-o-l-d-e-n to 77222 to get even more information about this so check them out at jobs.ball.com slash and search for golden there all right ryan we got to get to our draft kings pick of the week right now
3: what do you have for me Josh Allen longest His completion over 38 and a half yards. Um, this has been one of my new favorite bets that I've been leaning into. Um, take these, you know, these teams who love to push the ball down the field, and take the over on this. Josh Allen, man, he's just he's always looking down the field. Like they're getting vertical on seemingly every passing play, uh, and he absolutely can put it on those receivers down the field. So uh, over 38 and a half for him tonight. Uh, on his longest completion. I love that. I absolutely love that. And uh, I want to go with this game as well.
1: I'm I'm smelling a little bit of an upset with this game. The Bills, I probably shouldn't do this because they're so good right now. Coming off a huge road win. They're ready for road get big time games. I think the Titans cover. Ah. Line is six and a half. I'm going Titans to stay close and keep the game within six. Uh, I don't like a money line at plus 200. I think the Bills win, but I think it's a fun one. I think we're, we're in for a really good game tonight.
3: Yep. Yep. Oh. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine.
0: It's my usual bet. Walker Bueller, Dodgers, game three, Tuesday night, strikeouts, take the over. Boom. Right. There you go. Hopefully another walk-off <laughs> for the
3: Braves. Yes,
0: yeah, seriously. I don't know if they have any more Mojo left, but we'll see. <laughs> we can By the only... way, I wore Braves stuff when I was running some errands on Saturday, and doesn't like literally dozens of people came like would say hey good luck tonight. Was, uh, uh, I didn't realize how much people hate the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everyone yeah. the, the
3: Fire dogs. of a thousand suns. Oh, it's yes. Incredible. Oh yeah. Yes. Down right. with the Dodgers. <laughs> talk to you later this week. I'm off. See you, Mace. Later, Mace. Um, yeah. So you got. The, I think it's possible. Um, Oof, I thought you were going to roast me for that. No, the best picks in the NFL are the ones that make you uncomfortable. Mm, I like that. But well, not like money line upsets right, where you're just, right. it's like, if you look at a, a bet, that's like, you know, the spread. And you say, that seems way off. Right. It's probably the right side. I, just, just like the last Thursday night game.
1: I think last week, right before the Bills beat the Chiefs, they were a three and a half point favorite in this game on the early line on DraftKings. And I thought that's probably where it should be now that it's six, a little too much.
3: Yeah, the comments are so interesting to me right now, acting like Teddy is like um, immune to criticism. I really don't think it's that at all. Uh, I think we've criticized them a lot over the last two games, um, but the problem is when you're comparing it to Drew, whose stats were worse last year.
1: Yeah. By a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Just hey, wanted- it, it, yeah you're, you're right on that.
4: I, I also wanted to be known, like I, I know there's a lot of people who might be watching for the first time. But when this was a QB competition, some people are saying you guys just hate Drew and that it's all against Drew and that you guys just Definitely don't like not. him. If you go back to episodes during training camp, like there's all of very us said, the best thing for the Broncos is
3: Drew to win the competition. A doubt.
4: Exactly. So like you might be watching for the first time, so maybe that's why you have these takes, but. These guys do a podcast five days a week. Uh, so they talk a lot about different things in depth. So you something you might not hear today might be talked about more tomorrow or last week or the week before because it's five days a week all year round. So totally. just something to keep in mind for people who may be new to watching this.
1: All right. Exactly. Exactly. And really quick check out DraftKings sportsbook Ryan and get in on man I like your bet a lot more than mine I'm going to lock that in tonight 39 and a half he 38 is hit, and a half. 38 and a half he is hitting that and if you place a $5 bet over at DraftKings sportsbook now on any NFL team to win their game and they do you get $200 in free bets which you can use right Away, way. These free bets are awesome. Split up into $25 increments. You can have it over eight games. Makes it so much fun. You could use those for tonight's game. You could use it for Thursday night's Broncos game. And of course, this weekend, so much football college and pro as well. So make sure to check out DraftKings now. And new customers, or, or all customers can get same game parlays, which makes tonight's game so much fun because you turn it into a parlay. Heck, we could each do our own pick of the week in in, we uh, in a parlay. We'll see how much you like mine to see if you actually do that. Unfortunately, the longest
3: completion ones aren't
1: available on the SGBs. Oh, okay, okay. Because it's so money. They, yes. They know that the over is where it's at. So head to the App Store now, download the Top Rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this offer of placing $5 to win $200 in free bets. And you win. Fuse Echo DNVR. Uh, and DraftKings is, of course, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Your restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1 800
3: 522 4700. All right, Zach, let's get into the comments. Uh, Real from... quick,
4: we just got one quick super chat here. Oh, two
3: super chats. <laughs> oh, super chats. Pa- okay. Can't keep up with them. All right. Uh, from JMEB Will Fangio last pass this season? I say no. Uh, I, saw, I thought it came down to. That game yesterday, at least the hope of it continuing, not only did they lose, they got embarrassed. To me, it's over. Something drastic would have to happen for, for him to be back. All right, and then for my guy, BVD, uh, tough week for Broncos country, but at least we have each other. Love the folks at DMVR. <laughs> right, That's the type on, of positivity. Oh, yes, <laughs> we love it. Uh, oh, gosh. Another we're, one. We're, we're going to get stuck in the cycle. We're, we're never, we're, we'll never get out of
4: this. Um, Ian B., who, is, uh, who was talking in the comments earlier, just said, we love you guys in the pod. We just don't get to yell at mom and dad, Vic and Shermer. Uh, <laughs> so we take it out on our big brother.
3: Fair enough. I'm okay with being the big Appreciate brother. Appreciate the love, Ian. All right. <laughs> Thank and you, then Ian. another super chat. I wouldn't normally do this, but stop giving us money after this. One. <laughs> uh, 2020 defensive. Lo- oh, 2020. Drew Lock beats Teddy Bridgewater's four TDs to zero. Um, same records. Drew Lock is first year. Drew Lock already beat Teddy uh, Bridgewater's season TD record. A first year starter against a vet. Hashtag Drew Lock is better that's uh that, that's your opinion I, i'm not <clears throat> sure exactly what's
1: drew had the one game there, there's no doubt about that uh and you can go back and find a lot of players that beat tom brady and had better games than them doesn't mean they're a better player than tom brady or, or peyton manning if you want to do that uh but the one thing collection connection is yeah drew drew lock did beat teddy's touchdown uh record for for the most in a season that he's had last year teddy's on pace to destroy both of them this year right and he will have the record
3: out of right. the two of them exactly um I, I, I mean, Drew's going to probably get a chance this year, so we'll, we'll, we'll
1: you, s- uh, But my question to you guys is, and, and leave it in the comment section, but you don't have to hit it with the super chat, Uh, is is do you think Drew Locke still has a chance to be the future of this team? Or do you just want something different? Because I understand wanting something different when you're losing, but are you advocating for Drew because you really think he's still the guy? He just lost the quarterback competition to this guy that you want benched right now. So – I mean, yeah, just what? What does that say, Ryan? It's it's pretty clear that they they need to go a different direction
3: than what they have right now next year. Right, exactly. It's 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 neither is the answer. Yeah. Um. All right, <laughs> I got to get to this one in first from yes. our comments because yes. I gave a promise to this person that I would read it. Uh, pinky, pinky promise, yeah, yeah. all the way across, uh, all the way across the world <laughs> to Sweden. Um, our guy Timmy from Sweden he's talking about the Madden League says, "Hey guys." We have two spots that need to be filled in the DNVR Madden League uh, for Madden 22 on the next-gen Xbox. Um, So he says, here's a read for y'all. Oh, I love it. Uh, Do you think the Broncos coaching staff is terrible? Do you Mm. think you could do a better job? If the answer (laughs) is yes, then why not coach your own team in the DNVR Madden League? Help the rest of the league by defeating RK, uh, especially Brian, or help Zach by losing (laughs) against him. The destiny is in your hands. We have two spots available at the moment. Join now by emailing timmyfromsweden at gmail.com. That's timmyfromsweden at gmail.com. He says, must be 18 or older. Broncos fans only. New members only. Restrictions may apply. Madden problems. Call 1-800-FIRE-SHERMER. Thanks, guys. Timmy from Sweden. He's not, ta- he's not kidding about the restrictions may apply. Yes, also and the age limit yes <laughs> because one fun thing about the madden league is you also get to join the madden league yep. chat yeah yep. and the madden league chat is an absolute oh, hoot. Great, it is so much fun. great broncos uh content and conversations Ma- going on in there.
1: i'm i'm surprised we got
3: two spots open well we had a wait list yeah and he emailed the wait list and no one's getting back to him wow. so now they're so now, losing we have, their spot. now
1: we have reads here and guys you got do we know the draft date yet is it this week it's October 30th. Okay, so two two weeks from now, I can't wait for that. That first draft is always a blast. I mean, they're always fun, but this one is like, is high setting. Sticks. Yeah, you're yep. setting
3: the bar for your team <laughs> for the whole year. Well, yep.
4: October 30th is a busy day. We've got Buffs, Rams, Nuggets, and Avs, and now your NFL draft. Holy
3: smoke. Thankfully, it starts at 8 a.m., so <laughs> I'll be able to draft a few rounds before I have to leave.
1: Exactly, and the Broncos play Halloween the next day. Oh, wow. Taylor Heineke. Hopefully, that's not my starting quarterback in Madden.
3: That'd be bad. That would be bad. All right. Next one's from Denver's new owner. As owner of the team, my first order of business is replacing most of the coaching staff. Ted Lasso and his guys will be here Monday after the Browns game. (laughs) At this point, Ted's got to be better than Vic. Can we start talking about what coach Aaron will want with him in Denver next season too soon? Too soon. Is it too soon to talk about what coach Aaron Rodgers wants for the Broncos?
1: Yeah, it is. It is. But who would it be? I mean, I honestly think he just wants a coach that's going to get out of his way. Wasn't that kind of an issue with McCarthy was he was doing the opposite and getting in his way and he didn't like that. And what's, what's LaFleur doing? LaFleur's pretty much getting out of his way. And now LaFleur, isn't he like the youngest coach ever to 50 wins or something? Yep. And now, so LaFleur, I think everyone knows why he's, he has a good record, yep. but still in 50 years, he'll still have that record or, you know, be up there with, with the successful coaches. It's
3: absolutely true. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers, I'm trying to think like, Oh, who is that guy that got cut that, that wide receiver that got cut uh, by the Packers, Hire him as the coach. Yeah, yeah you
1: you bring, it's like bringing in uh, Jordan Taylor for Peyton Manning. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, count me in. And actually, you know who I'd love is Kellen Moore because then you have a weird thing, but a young coach learn under an experienced quarterback.
3: Well, yeah, and, and he, he gets time, right? Yeah. All that, having a quarterback just gives you time and time yep. and time to figure out what you need to do. Yep, so I'd actually love going with, an experienced quarterback and a young head coach. By the way, if there was a way that you see, the problem is you have to hire the coach before you could get the quarterback. So you really have to convince Kellen Moore that you're getting Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise I don't think he's taking the job. Yeah, I think you're right.
1: Next one from Melbourne Bronco. Hi guys. I'm over it. I'm over after game press conferences with the same quotes over and over. It's on me and we've got to be better. Save it. Your words mean nothing. Forget Aaron Rodgers even coming here. I guess it is too early, Ryan. This offensive line will force him out of the game midseason. Sack after sack after sack. This franchise is doomed until the Boland family sells and moves on, and a new owner is
3: needed that will clean house from top to bottom and erase the losing culture. It's over. One thing that I – was this not reported on heavily enough that, like, the team is getting sold at the end of the season? Or at least there is a uh, – a conclusion to the ownership saga at the end of the season which we all assume to be the team selling. Yep. Yep. I feel like I saw a lot of people yesterday saying like sell the team. It's like Oh, like people not realizing yeah, when like, it's going to yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess not. The other one that I keep seeing is fire Elway. I'm like, what are you firing him
1: from? <laughs> he just fired himself yes. essentially yes. and yes.
3: still gets a paycheck. Um and then the other thing if it, it when you have Aaron Rodgers, the offensive line doesn't really matter that much.
1: Exactly, just like Peyton Manning. <laughs> yes. who, who Who is his starting offensive line in Super Bowl Forty Eight? Now, I know it didn't go well, or you could even look to Super Bowl 50. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, that's a much better one. And, and it, it, it doesn't matter. If you have the quarterback, your offensive line's fine.
3: Yep. Uh, from Broncology, this team is so bad, even I deserve to get fired. <laughs>
1: wow, you're fired, Broncology. Hopefully we don't get fired. Exactly, so. I know. Omaha says, we actually had someone in the YouTube comment section uh, saying the media needs to take blame for what's going on. Oh, I wish I could because that would mean I would actually have I would be having like say's
3: in the decisions, which would be cool. Right. Unfortunately, I don't have that. Trying to think like what we could take responsibility for. I don't know. Mm. I don't know
4: for (laughs) not (laughs) criticizing Teddy. Oh, yeah. what Teddy the...
3: was terrible yesterday. Is
1: that is that good? Yeah, we said that You're like four job? times already. <laughs> yeah. Omaha says watching this team every single Sunday is like a real life version of the scene from Groundhog Day where the alarm clock rings and I got you, babe, wakes up Phil Connors. Their ability to be so consistently below average is astonishing. Burn the whole thing down to the ground. It's time. I'm keeping four players: Javante, Jerry, Cortland, and PS2. Everyone else is on the table. And Ryan, this brings me to a conversation that we'll have probably Soon. in a week from now. Yeah, or, or maybe later this week. But of who's on the lifeboat, who's on the trade block, who are you selling? Who's who's someone that's gonna have to you know a team's gonna have to give too much to get. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're getting to that time. I wish we weren't at three and zero. I didn't think we were.
3: Bad time to be a seller when all of the players' stocks are down. <laughs> That's really true. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the only, you know, and, and we forgot to kind of pay it off yesterday. I wanted to do, is there anyone whose stock is up? Javante Williams. It is. Yep. His stock is up.
2: Yep,
1: yep. His stock is up. Patrick Sertan.
3: Yep. His stock is
1: up. The only guy in the past two weeks in the secondary to not be beat deep.
3: It's your rookie. And he was, like, he had a sweet pass breakup yesterday. I think it didn't end up mattering because there was a hold on the play. Right.
1: He had a sweet tackle, too. He got in there.
3: Yep. He's good. He is. Bronco and SF, today I accepted that until there's a solid owner in place, there are just some foundational issues with this team that won't be fixed. Hopefully Peyton gets us on a good path in the meantime. Until then, it's six more weeks of winter. Another Groundhog Day reference.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of those recently. Mm. I feel like that's a big Mace reference. It is. To go the Groundhog. Mace loves him some Groundhog Day. <laughs> Next one from Fangio Schmangio. Let's be real. The Denver Broncos are the new Chargers. Oh, no. Seemingly, they have all the pieces in place, but find a way to make too many boneheaded Thanks. decisions and implode to lose the game they should win. There's only one piece that matters. Quarterback. Yes. He says, the Chargers are the new Broncos. New stadium, a forward-thinking head coach, and most importantly, a young franchise quarterback lighting it up every Sunday. Except yesterday. Uh, That's true. Oh, yeah. Boy, was he bad. We're the Chargers bad. We are the NFL's new whipping boys and have been for years but didn't know it. How embarrassing. The joke is
3: on us. Just get a quarterback and everything will be fixed, but that's a lot easier said than done.
1: But here's the thing about the quarterbacks is you have to invest. And you have to try. I yeah. mean, at least John said he wasn't done swinging and missing. He lied to us about that. He definitely was done swinging <laughs> and missing because he didn't swing after making that comment. Kind of swung on Drew Lock, but it was it's like a second Czech round swing. pit. Right, right, right. And, <laughs> and
3: uh, the the umpire uh, rung him up. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it was a, a tip third fa- or tip third strike foul ball. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah that's tough. Um, but yeah, the, the thing with quarterback is you got to try,
3: and I hope George Payton's willing to try. I think he is. Uh, Teddy's tutties. All right, it's vent time, I guess. Losing to the Raiders is bad, but losing to a guy head coaching his first NFL game ever is embarrassing, un- embarrassingly unacceptable. Whew. Vic bemoaned Harbaugh and touted his 35 years of professional football, and he's outcoached, outschemed, out-schemed, consistently. It's horrendous. I believed in Fangio at the start of the season. I wanted him to succeed. Seems like a nice guy, but I'm at the end of my rope. Burn it down, turn the page, and start over, I say. Albright tweeted about how he's hearing that the staff is losing the team anyway, so what is there to lose? My question to you three beacons of hope, positivity, and sanity is it in an otherwise bleak and bummed out Broncos uh, country is this. Why not fire Vic, Shermer, and McMahon now or Friday if the Browns game is that much of a deciding factor and replace them with Munchek, Shula, and literally any other human with a pulse? To coach special teams respectively. Do you think Peyton honestly hasn't seen all he needs to see from this coaching staff at this point? As Mace once said, it's just another log on the fire of misery. Oh, man.
1: I mean, it, it, it's a good question, and that would be something that the fans would do. But, Ryan, if you have a business and you fire everyone on the executive board at once, that's probably going to be pretty tough to continue and having success. So if Peyton did that, that would be sending a message at a pretty steep price. And I know what you're saying that you think any other coach can come in and do just as good of a job as Vic Fangio, as Pat Shermer, as Tom McMahon, because it has been tough, but man, just from a business standpoint, if you do that, you are just setting
3: everyone up for failure. Well, right. But the biggest thing though, Zach is, not only does everyone that has to take their jobs still have have to do those really hard jobs, they still have to do their own jobs. Right, right. Because there's, there's no good coaches just hanging out there right now. Right. So it's – now you're just doubling up everyone's responsibilities right, and right. everything just gets even harder. So from
1: a football perspective, I – definitely see your frustration but just from a realistic perspective you can't
3: and you can't do it for 11 weeks that's for sure right exactly you can do it for four or five yep yep Dan Burke says hey guys people rightfully
1: criticize the coaching but why does Mike Munchak always get out unscathed I got got Uh, in right before the buzzer there and he
3: didn't go unscathed for me he
1: said I know the performance of the offensive line isn't implicitly on him when Teddy holds the ball longer than we'd like and there's some schematic things that Shermer isn't doing to help but I never saw any criticism towards Munchek check his crowing achievement or crowning achievement here was the development of bowls but he's regressed this year and we
3: can't really point to another player that has developed well since he took the job uh, it hasn't been what we thought it would be which was you bring in Mike Munchak and you end up with a great offensive line
1: it, it would be his track record of what he did with bowls last year and I know he's regressed this year and what he did in Pittsburgh uh, I still have confidence that Mike Munchak is a good coach but is he the best offensive line coach in the league right now? No, you can't say that. You can't look around and say that. So maybe I'm saying he's the best coach on this team, but maybe the bar's pretty low for that,
3: unfortunately. Yep. Kirk Smith, 44. This team is done. The coaching staff needs to go now, immediately. Fangio might try to call a timeout during his conversation with Peyton or throw a challenge flag in Peyton's office when it happens because he clearly doesn't understand when to use them, but the change needs to happen now. Now for the players who are not without blame. Teddy is who we thought we was. I thought he was. The offensive line has reverted back to a joke, and that secondary is the most overpaid in the league. How do you pay this much for this result on the back end? Start Stearns over Simmons. Bleacher Report might have known something, SMH.
1: Yeah, honestly, Bleacher Report should have came out with that article now, and I think a lot of people still would have laughed at it, but it wouldn't have been as big of a joke. Um, Justin, Justin Simmons just missing it there. Both all, Every single one of your cornerbacks is getting beat outside of Pat Sertan. The secondary is certainly the most overpaid in the league right now, as it stands. They're the highest paid, and they're performing just terribly. Ryan, yesterday uh, I went back and looked. On seven passes, Derek Carr had 257 yards. Seven passes, 257.
3: Wow, that's like how in Madden when I threw for seven touchdowns <laughs> on 20 attempts on you.
1: It's really true. I mean, which is worse? Oh,
3: God. <laughs> You know what the worst part is, is that the other team doesn't respect them anymore. Right. If and Derek D- Carr like respected said, Justin yeah. Simmons, he never would have thrown that past the Henry Ruggs on the first on the first drive. Yeah, it's a really good point,
1: and it's, it's a bummer. The Big T says, I smell a rat. Could Vic, be, could Vic be instructed to destroy this franchise to make it cheaper for someone to buy the team on the cheap? <laughs> does win-loss affect price?
3: Win-loss doesn't directly affect price, but fan interest does. And mm. so if they start... Having empty stadiums, right. um, which, by the way, the sellout streak will never end. But mm-hmm. when the team is bad, people stop going. I mean, they said there was only a thousand no-shows yesterday. No chance. Stadium was cleared out by the end. But too. also at the beginning, I was looking right. in the upper. De- like yeah. I actually have a picture I can show you of after the game had started. I took a picture of where I was, and you could see even in the Bronco which is the easiest to see. There's a ton of empty seats. Yep, yep, yeah. And and that was
1: the most sold-out game or the most attended game so far this season, Ryan. Really? Yep. More than the Ravens? Yep. That's surprising. Yeah, I think there were like 2,000 in that game, and there were 5,000 opening week.
3: Yeah, it's it's all downhill for yeah, me. I was going to say,
1: expect those numbers to go drastically up in the coming weeks. Uh, and He goes on and says, I'm clutching at straws, I know, but surely a defensive guru and someone who has been in the
3: NFL this long cannot be this bad. Surely? Evidence says he can. I don't think he's a plant. The only person who was a plant was Josh McDaniels. So I'll, I'll listen to that <laughs> conspiracy theory. <laughs> and Bill Belichick did a great job of planting it. Yeah, he did. Uh, Bronco Joe, my guy's long time since I commented, but man, I'm absolutely fed up. You guys mentioned it yesterday, but those challenges were brutal, and really the nail in the coffin to any speck of confidence I still had in Vic. Tom McMahon, uh, our coach of the game with that onside recovery. Sheesh. I saw that Vance Joseph is 1-0 and when covering his head coach this year. Maybe we need to take a look at him this offseason, at LOL. Thanks for the great coverage and finding a way to make us smile even when the train is running off the tracks. If we can do that, yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, well, makes me happy.
1: You guys make me smile, Ryan. You make <laughs> me smile. And uh, we've said it, and we were trying. We were starting to experience it this year. What's it going to be like covering a, fu- a good team? It's going to be an absolute blast because we already have fun, and it was really fun the first three weeks. still been fun these last couple weeks. Yep. Orange Blue for Life says, great bar, great food, great tailgate. You guys killed it. I had a blast as far as the team goes. That was a tough game to watch. The offense sucks, is boring, and at times looks disinterested
3: during the game. And what is the point of keeping Vic? His defense sucks. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the tailgate and the bar and all that, because that was definitely the best part of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, it is as the season goes on. I think I think uh, we can always we can deliver. You know, you, you can count on us. Uh, to make sure those things stay consistent despite the performance of the team. Exactly. Exactly. You can. And speaking of the tailgate, I want to give a shout-out to Mm. Sexy Pizza, Uh. who delivered uh, and delivers every week for Mm -hmm. the tailgate. And, man, I think I uh, had five slices yesterday. Like I went in hungry and just (laughs) started pounding them. It is so good. And then they also bring uh, those little cinnamon twists. with the side of frosting that you can get it it is so incredible (laughs) so make sure you check out our friends over at sexy pizza Um, they've got several locations around the area Uh, a bunch of different options you can get in on their philanthropies which every time you buy one of those they donate to a colorado charity so Yeah, it's an incredible spot with some incredible pizza. Check out Sexy Pizza.
1: And if you want to be sexy, make sure to check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental to get those teeth taken care of. Not only are they part of our family, and they have been for a long time, but we're part of their family. So many of us go to Green Mountain Dental, get our teeth cleaned, and we trust them with our teeth. And they treat you like family by not only great care, but, Ryan, if you go there and schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, they'll hand over a free Sonicare toothbrush. You're going to the dentist anyways. Might as well go to someone that will treat you well, that will give you a gift, and that also you can talk Colorado sports with. Or, more importantly, they can talk Colorado sports to you, because it probably be pretty tough to talk when you're sitting in that chair. That's true. So, schedule them. Give them a call over at Green Mountain Dental. Schedule a cleaning x-ray exam,
3: and get that free Sonicare toothbrush. I felt like I was stuck in a dental chair with people talking all around me at the game yesterday. There's uh. no... Um, there's no cesspool of worse takes than like in the stands at an nfl oh, game. oh yeah
1: oh yeah so now were you around raiders fans or was it just broncos there
3: were some raiders fans around they being um, okay oh i want to get to something after this after <laughs> yes. real quick uh shout out to hassle cattle company you mentioned being sexy i mean having yeah. some wagyu beef yeah you know, it might help you know you gotta you gotta head up our friends over at hassle cattle company and get some of their beef Uh, I'm actually cooking up some uh, ground beef lettuce wraps tonight with the Hassel Cattle Company beef. Uh, It's so flavorful. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, obviously you still you gotta season the meat, but the flavors that come out of Hassel Cattle Company beef is like nothing I've ever had before. So make sure you hit them up. Use that code DNVR10 to get 10% off, and of course, if you go over $200, you can get free shipping. You're going to want $200 worth, and 200 will get you a lot because it's affordable stuff. So hit up our friends over at Hassle Cattle Company, HassleCattleCompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com. All right, Zach.
1: Raider fan story?
3: Nope. I want your take on something. Oh. So this is something I've seen over the years, okay. and I think it's a really interesting conversation. Um, Two Broncos fans got into a little uh, shouting match in our section uh, yesterday. One of them was upset about vulgarity from another one around the kids in the section. Your take on being mad at other people for curse words in the stadium when kids are around?
1: Man, you're in a stadium and it's going to be tough. I mean, now what are we talking, just cuss words? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, if we're going, like, crazy with, you know, getting detailed and really bad.
3: Allie, did you feel like there was a line crossed?
4: There were some things that he was saying that him and his wife or fiance or girlfriend or whatever was saying that I was just like, okay. And he didn't react until uh, the dude said F you like a thousand mm. times. to He was pointing at every Raiders fan he saw saying uh. F you, F you. And
2: that's, <laughs> okay. and that's
4: when he like stood up. But the guy, the, the guy also stood up and was like, instead of being like, Hey, man, my kid's here. Like, can we just watch it it a little? He started acting like Mr. Tough guy like, oh, and his wife was like, or the woman, the other woman, the woman who was also cursing a lot was like, what? What are you going to do? So then he like started kind of acting like he was going to get in her face. That's a worse example for your son than than hearing some bad words around in the stadium. But again, he definitely was the guy who was cursing was getting obnoxious.
3: Ali always brings the details. (laughs) My thought on it – well, I want your thought. It, I mean, it seems like he crossed the line. But I just think – okay, a couple thoughts here. One, I think you just have to know that's going to happen. You're yeah, going to a Broncos-Raiders game. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. my And, and so my you're kind of signing up for it. Yeah. Uh, you'd have to change the world entirely to get people to stop cursing at NFL games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the other thing I was going to say is if you do have an issue with it, which I think you have the right to um, – handle it in a way of just like hey would you guys mind like right. i've got my kid right. here right. and everyone instantly when that happens to you yeah you feel like an ass yep. and you shut yep. your mouth real quick yep but he like yeah he was like he was gonna fight over oh, it and it was like i was God. thinking the same he literally thing literally like
4: stood up and was like oh you're gonna get like i'm gonna get in your face and yeah. it was like oh, dude you gosh. trying to pick a fight is how, worse for your son
1: how far away were they each other physically two rows two rows oh, pretty close pretty close though <laughs> did you did you think you have to jump in
3: I would have never. Yeah, no, no. That's the worst thing to do. Would have pulled out my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Got I
4: would have made sure the kid was okay. What was yeah. happening? Well, yeah, but
3: the yeah. kid. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. We were we were far enough away where it was like there would have been other people. Right. Closer. Closer to like break it up or whatever. But Man, there were that's
4: there were a lot of families with kids there, and no yep. one said anything. Like the the, the context too, a Broncos Raiders game, like. Right there's going to be cursing you're going to an I, NFL game specifically yeah I think the dude got fed up after a lot of it uh, like oh, like in one like minute he just kept saying FU 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 but <laughs>
3: that's not a way to handle things
4: <laughs> yeah so I think like it, it was a little much that's when he turned around but still like it's an NFL
3: game maybe my take will change on this when I have kids of my own I don't understand why hearing bad words is that big of a deal Oh, you want to drop a few for our (laughs)
4: listeners? (laughs) I think it's very important to know context of those words. I've seen a lot of people saying, like, if your kids know to not say that specifically to someone or things like that, like, that's very important because they're going to hear those words, especially with YouTube and everything right now, like... There's a lot of knowledge going around. But. Or actually, you,
1: you will hear those words if you listen to last week's YouTube edition of the show. There was uh, one <laughs> oh, dropped yeah, in Ryan. the
3: intro. It was great. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. That was accidental. I'm sorry. If it was kids too heard good, that. though. <laughs> uh, all right. From Orange and Blue. Nope. Sorry, we got that one. Uh, from Ohio, Bronco Alex... Uh, why are we starting a quarterback that can't score 30 points in a game? I'm fed up. Who cares if Teddy says all the right things at the podium? Who cares if he can complete 70% of his passes? Who gives a damn if he turns the ball over less and is safe? None of this matters if he doesn't take shots down the field and has zero chance of putting 30 points on the board. We need to turn to Drew. I told you guys Teddy is another Flacco Keenum. Honestly, RK and Ben Albright are the only ones that generally thought Drew should be the starter this year. Uh, you should know how to make our defense play to its caliber. Score points. Drew can score a TD in two minutes or less. It Damn near takes Teddy five minutes plus to score. Zero strike factor. Coach Vanjo, you better start Drew now. You've got nothing to lose. Yeah, honestly, I-, I love the long
1: drives that Teddy has. It's just the inability to do them time and time again. And, and we certainly, I mean, I think people are just forgetting what Drew was last year. I mean, he-, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league in nearly every statistical category. He did put up more 30-point games than we had seen in the past three years, but he also had duds left and right. I just feel like people are getting a
3: little too... Uh, they're, they're viewing Drew as this savior. It's just hope, people want hope.
1: Right, right.
3: And so I understand that mm-hmm. um, because Drew does give you hope that he could miraculously have you know a Josh Allen turnaround. I saw Josh Allen's names brought up in in the uh, the comments and it's possible, it's just very rare. So I understand people just wanting something to, to hope because at this point, probably the hope of Teddy having a career you know, a uh, turnaround season where he leads the team to the promised land has probably ev- uh, evaporated when they were three. zero, I think people started to buy into that a little bit and now that's gone. So it's, we fans want something new to have hope. And I think this is actually a really good comment from Dylan who says, drew brings the energy. If there's one thing that you could definitely say he would bring to this team, it's a little more energy. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I was so high on drew. Yeah. I was so high on drew because I loved that. He had that, that, hype factor You can get the guys hyped up he can you know lead from a vocal type of standpoint like that and the guys really liked him unfortunately it just didn't work out and I think the chances of it actually working out are still very low but I understand why fans just want something to be hopeful about
1: sure I do too but Ryan <laughs> maybe tell me if I'm wrong but My hope for Drew died when he lost the quarterback competition because that said, at least in Denver, he's done. Uh, And that goes up to George Payton. So I think that's something that can follow into next year. And I just just don't expect Drew to be the guy. I said that I hope that was the case this whole time that he would be the guy, but it just doesn't seem like he is. And then it reminds me of when he was in the game two weeks ago. That energy was, like he had last year, was just nowhere to be found.
3: Yeah, and I, I think it's unfair to put too much on that game. It was unexpected. It was a bad situation where the offensive line couldn't uh, block anyone. As and a backup,
1: that's when you have to show, though. That's when you have to bring for sure. all I that. Just, I,
3: I think the opportunity to show was very slim in that. Yeah, Um Because the, the defense was teeing off, and by the way, they just kept passing it. They did. Uh, all right, I think this is going to be the last one we have time for today. It's from Blucifer's Army, who says, You guys speak a lot about how a game feels versus what the overall score looks like occasionally. And I just want to say that watching Javante Williams whenever he has the ball, it just feels good. Even if he doesn't get much of a gain, I don't remember at what point during the game it was, but he bounced outside and there was a defender right there. And I felt 100% confident that he was shedding that tackle and ended up making a big gain out of it. Um, Also, what do we think Justin Simmons said to the coaches after the game? First of all, it's a dress of Javante. I completely agree. He, just ha- he, he has a little it to him um, where you feel like, oh, this guy is going to be really good.
1: Yeah, he, he absolutely does. In every single game, Ryan, he brings that energy, right? right? And then he also brings the big play. He's hurtling over guys. He's carrying guys. And he does it so many different ways. You know, the one where he's carrying guys, it's through the middle, reading the hole right, uh, and then carrying guys. Yesterday, it was seeing that there was no hole there, bouncing it to the opposite side, exploding, then literally exploding over a guy. And you just love to see it. And here's here's the reason why, though, Ryan, the Broncos are still using him and Melvin 50-50, is because Javante brings that explosion. He brings the one big play every game. But then when you take that out, He's still working his way in the NFL. No. La- yesterday, he averaged uh, ten ca- or in the ten carries that he had outside of that one run for thirty yards. He averaged two point three yards per carry, but you still want him to get touches because he's going to figure it out and be the complete package. But if you do that throughout an entire game, then your running game's not looking good. So actually, I mean. I- I- Now, after thinking about it for 24 hours, the king of the game, to me, should have been Javante and Melvin, about the only two bright spots, with really no negatives to them, because Melvin brings the consistency. Yesterday, he averaged 5 yards per carry on 10 attempts. Javante brings the, the big threat every time he's on the field. It looks good every single time, and then he brings the explosion.
3: Yeah, uh... I look at Javante as a slot machine, right? You got to feed the slot machine and eventually it'll pay. Yeah. Um, and every game. And that's every game it has paid off, which is even better yeah. than a slot machine.
1: It certainly is. And Ryan, we'll just get to one more because it is short and sweet. And it is coming in from Super Bowl. And he says, I just want an owner.
3: Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, that's something that thankfully we can look forward to happening. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe that'll bring some smiles to the faces of Broncos country when that happens. And, When that happens, you want your smile to be nice and pearly and white. So uh, check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group, um, the best damn family-owned dentist group in the metro area, just outside of downtown Denver over there in Lakewood. Like Zach mentioned earlier, they'll treat you like family. They're part of our family, and they'll welcome you into their family. And they are family, literally family-owned dentistry. So um, if you need any work done, hit up our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. That's going to wrap it up for us today, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.